Welcome to the GlobalTQM.com podcast, where we teach e-commerce business owners how to source the best products from China, negotiate with Chinese manufacturers, navigate Chinese business culture, and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. David Hoffman is the founder and CEO of GlobalTQM.com, your team on the ground in China. With over 25 years of experience doing business in China, David and his team at GlobalTQM.com have the know-how and experience to overcome any challenge you'll face sourcing and manufacturing in China. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. Um, this week we're really going to do a special. I know everybody's talking about the coronavirus, but I thought maybe I could give you my views on it and certainly business people I deal with and talk to on a daily basis and how this is affecting them how they're dealing with it and hopefully kind of bring some color in terms of supply chain issues and demand issues and some realities around it. And of course I'm together here with my co-host Kevin that you all remember and know. Hey Kevin. Hey David, it's good to, good to be back in the saddle with you today. And uh, man, I'm, this is such a timely subject. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear actually how it's affecting you in East Asia. I know. And I mean, everybody's talking about it and everybody's got views on it. So I'm going to hopefully, you know, we'll keep it as concise as we can, because I think people really need specific direction on what to do and what is really happening, because there's so much speculation out there. There's so many, many theories out there. And I just think um, like some true colors are always helpful. It's it's really timely because, uh, like I mentioned just a second ago, I mean, even today, I mean, I'm, here in the states, we have we have entire, you know, factories that are closing, schools are closing, and these are not even in high risk areas. I mean, it is has such an impact, you know, globally. Exactly. I think what's quite interesting for me, Kevin, um, is because Hong Kong and China, where I live, was hit first. I almost feel like we've we've actually already got a little bit of foresight into what's going to happen. So to give you some perspective, um, my son is at an international school in Hong Kong and they start to their new school year in January. And his school has been closed since January. We now, you know, approaching Mar the middle of March, towards the end of March, and it's going to be closed till the end of April. So everybody's kind of hitting panic stations that they might school close, close schools um, and public places. And the reality is in all of China, Hong Kong, it's, it's been going on for months. Um, and so I want to kind of shed some color on what that actually looks like day to day. Um, where we've been really lucky, and I believe all schools will be following this format, is um, there's a lot of great software out there like Google Classrooms where, um, and Zoom where um, you can do group lessons in a virtual environment and kids can get their assignments, submit them. And I know all the schools in Hong Kong, my son included, are actually doing online classrooms every day. So what I've done is he's got a really nice routine. You know, he's got, you know, from time X to Y every day. He literally sits in front of his computer as if he's at school. He gets a quiet room and he logs into his Google Classroom and he joins and participates in his classes. And then I give him time allocations to do his assignments and he submits them. The teachers give feedback online. And it's been a really fascinating learning curve for me because, you know, everybody's been so supportive and the way the schools have stepped up to actually do this has really, really been impressive. And I can only imagine, I mean, anybody in the online 
space um, of, of classes must be an interesting time for them because people are adopting the technologies quicker. Now, did the schools have this set up beforehand or is this just a reaction to what happened right now? Because it, it seems like they ramped up very quickly. Yeah, it's a, it actually amazes me. They never had these facilities before. And um, you can see each week they're getting more familiar with the tech and using it better and you get in cleverer ways. So it is an amazing learning curve and, and how the schools are pulling it off is really, really admirable. And I just think, you know, everybody's panicking now. So and I want to talk a little bit about kind of market reactions and sentiment and how this affects our businesses um, in a bit more detail. And so I'll probably circle back to that. But I think something I, I do want to touch on that I feel we have kind of a head start on is the original reaction was related to supply chain issues. So, you know, the stock market started crashing down. Businesses started suffering because originally this virus was contained to China and Basically, you know, factories couldn't reopen for production. There were going to be supply chain problems and delays with materials and things like that. And as a result, the market became really, really worried that sales are going to decline because of the, of the supply issue. I also thought that was going to be a much bigger problem than what it actually turned out to be. And I must say hats off to China and Hong Kong and places where they have a government infrastructure um, and and capability to really shut down cities and towns and keep people in a controlled environment because that's really important for containing spread. So they really managed it really well. But what, what I didn't expect is that China would actually rapidly build up their, um, the supply chain, get it back to normal. People are coming back to factories. And I speak to a lot of the major players in the industry now and they'll all tell you the same story. Their factories are up and running and able to produce. The real problem actually now, which is what concerns me more and what I want business owners now to be aware of, is there's going to be a drop in demand. And why is there going to be a drop in demand? Because even though factories can supply, if people aren't buying and people, the market sentiment is bad, people aren't out shopping, spending money, you know, whenever there's a, a, a decline in the economy like this and a major catastrophe, people start becoming very thrifty with their spending and it's only the essentials that they're going to spend their money on. And on top of that, you know, people have unfortunately lost a lot of money um, on debt markets, on share prices, on maybe invention, in, um, in investment or pension funds that have been declining, unfortunately. So that really, to me, is actually a far bigger problem than what initially thought as what the real problem was, which was supply chain. I think the demand issue is going to be really hard and get worse, unfortunately, still. That, uh, so I mean, you, you mentioned that, that the factories are kind of ramping back up, and, and, but have you seen kind of a knock-on effect, you know, globally where like, you know, Europe, you know, the EU or the States or whatever that, you know, you mentioned kind of the demand side of the equation as well. Do you see the, the reaction? I mean, have you, is it that quick or is there a longer time lag that you, you have to wait to kind of see the reaction? It's that quick. Uh, you can see it and feel it already. I'm talking to retailers. I'm talking to wholesalers and importers. I'm talking to online sellers. They're all feeling it. I think what's happening is it's like it's country by country. I think the U.S. is starting to feel it now, kind of literally this week. 
Europe already felt it. We know what happened in Italy. Um, It's just unfortunately going to be unavoidable. And as people self-quarantine and public events are shut down, it's just going to be this huge, huge, huge slowdown. And something that really worries me, and I want to kind of urge caution to people, is in these times to be really prudent. Because I know... uh, there's still one element that hasn't kicked in. We've got the supply chain element that kicked in and resolved. We've got the demand issues kicking in now and still expanding. And I think the one issue that concerns me the most is that there's a debt market issue here as well. Because a lot of people have borrowed money to buy homes or even to buy shares or to make investments because the markets have been flying so high and they've been purchasing on margin. And a lot of banks, I know in Australia, the banks are actually calling in those loans and those margin debts and because and people have to repay them now and they've actually lost the money. And I'm just really concerned that as these debt markets start unfolding and collapsing, you know, the demand drops more and then the recessions kick into, you know, high gear. So I do think we've got some challenging times ahead of us. And I just want everybody out there in business now to just take the necessary precautions and be ready for it. We've seen the uh, largest drop in the U.S. stock market since 2008, just this week. Exactly. So uh, it's exactly what you're saying, and it is kind of this global lag that you you kind of see it going across time zones, you know, radiating out from from China. Exactly. Now, now there is there are a few realities, and I think part of the value I want to kind of bring to people today on this discussion is well, what can you do and what should you do. Because, you know, with every crisis is an opportunity. And a lot of people say, if only I knew then what I know now. And, you know, I think, we've, you know, history shows we've been through this before. And I do think there are a few fundamental realities that need to be understood around this whole thing. The one is markets and economies is always a reflection of people's reactions or overreactions and things like that. But you always got to kind of go to the source of what's going on and the source of information of how bad things really are. Now, if you look at the coronavirus and how it's spreading and the effect it has, statistically, it's not as bad as the common cold flu, as an example. The common cold flu doesn't have a vaccine. It relies on the body to actually fight it. And, you know, as does the coronavirus rely on the human body to fight it and um, there are, you know, older, sickly people are more prone to, you know, the damaging effects of it as they are to flu. And on a numbers perspective, if you look at the Spanish flu that happened, I think it was the 1920s, it's much worse um, in terms of deaths and things like that. So it's not the first time we faced this type of thing. And it's not the first time um, this has happened in the world at all. And if you look over the arc of time, as I call it, um, it's a blip in the radar. And I think really the prudent thing to do now is to kind of take this opportunity to assess where you're at. If you're in a business, streamline things, make things cost effective, figure out if you as a business can figure out how to survive at this in under these conditions, you'll become a lean operation. And that means you know, um, being efficient with um, people, being efficient in business processes, figuring out what really matters and what really is a waste of time and things like that, you know, and then it kind of, it, it gives you a foundation to grow bigger and stronger 
as things turn around. Now, the other thing I want to really kind of um, encourage people to do is while the markets are down, all smart investors will tell you they've always made their money through these crises, right? They've taken their money, they've invested in the markets, and they've waited for the markets to recover, whether it's one year or two years or three years. And that is unfortunately a reality of what needs to be done now. Is, is of course, there's a couple of things to consider in doing that. And I'll just share my thoughts on that for, for everybody so they can all kind of take advantage of the thinking. Um, it's hard to time the bottom of the market. So is it going to drop another 10%? Who knows? Um, but the reality is I think the market drops have been so drastic. There's a few things we do know. And what we do know is the markets will recover. That's not even a question. We do know that the, 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 the levels are at now are a huge discount and a huge sale price basically being offered. So, it is a really good time to get into the markets now. Even if it goes down further, it doesn't matter in my view. I'm just remember everything's my view, my opinion, sure. and this is how I'm acting accordingly. Um, because they will go up. You can't look at the markets and say they're not going to go up more and more and more and recover to highs beyond where they were. So, you know, I look at it as that's the opportunity now to get in. Now what I would suggest to everybody is, unless you're a very seasoned, experienced investor and you've got, you have the ability to do a lot of research on individual companies to know which ones you should be investing in, um, just focus on, on share indexes um, or you know, certain sector indexes or market indexes and just ride the general average wave up because 99% of the time indexes outperform individual share picks and that's you know a fact you know for it's been a fact like that for a long time and um you know any any of the top investors in the world will tell you that there's there's the one percent of people that outperform the indexes and i'm pretty sure most of us are not those people if we're not <laughs> if our name is not warren buffett we probably are not going to outperform the market exactly exactly so you know my advice is just you know Heed the, the, heed the lessons of the past and, you know, start making those moves now because um, there will be a recovery. Uh, the markets will go up. You know, the, share, the indexes are going to be your easiest, safest bet that you don't have to try to figure out, you know, individual investments because you don't have that experience. And um, I just think it's very important that people start doing that and thinking about that now um, because, you know, whatever bad situation you're in, you have to recover. Right, right. I mean, I, I love that, the concept of, you know, looking at the markets, kind of taking stock where you are. You, know, you touched on the idea that, you know, how do you get lean? How do you, you know, really make your, your operation efficient in these times? But, but actually act on it. Don't, don't just sit there and, and, you know, bemoan the fact that the markets are down. I mean, these, this is obviously an opportunity as well to, to step back into the market. And I think overall, if people will do that, it is kind of this whole concept of all boats rising in a, in a rising tide, you know, so to speak. You know, yeah, I, 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 I agree. just love that whole, whole opportunity that you mentioned there. So what a, what a yeah. timely subject. 
No, it is. It is. And I think um, I'm just hoping that out of this podcast, people can get some real practical advice on what to do. Because I know everybody talks about, uh, we should do this, we should do that, but no one knows how to do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of think that practical advice is, you know, the nuts and bolts of how to make things happen and how to turn things around in your business and in your financial life, you know, in these times of crisis. Excellent summary today. Excellent wrap up and on, on a subject that, uh, you know, it's, if we watch the news too much, we, we certainly think the, the sky may be falling, but there's always the kind of that silver lining you're looking for here. So David, thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Today. No, great. And, and thanks for your time again, Kevin. It's always great chatting to you about these things. Thank you for listening to the globaltqm.com podcast. So you don't miss a single episode, remember to subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'd also be very grateful if you'd leave us an honest rating and review. And don't forget to download your free gift, our ebook on China sourcing for startups at globaltqm.com slash gift. Thank you.